The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I will store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, it was not uncommon to walk into a sacristy in a church and to see a plaque on the wall that said, Priest of God. Say this Mass as if it were your first Mass, your last Mass, your only Mass. I haven't seen those lately. It was a beautiful thought, though, to remind the priest that he was to focus on this as the most important thing in his life. For us, too, it's the most important thing in our life. The most important thing that the priest does, the most important thing that we do. In fact, Even though people say, I get nothing out of it, it's the life of the universe, what we do here. That's where we must focus. focus. That's where we find our security. You know, we're unusual creatures, humans. We're a strange combination of matter and spirit. No other creature is. Angels are pure spirit, and the rest is matter in one form or another. But we are a combination of matter and spirit. And matter is good. The material world is good. God created it. There are those heresies, and they're still around somewhere. They keep coming up. Some of them just never go away. Uh, That says that matter is evil, spirit is good, and hopefully we can rise up out of matter into pure spirit. No, we aren't meant to do that. Matter is good. God created it. What did St. Augustine say? Who made all of these beautiful changing things except one who is uh, beautiful and changeth not? God did. The problem with us is we very often want to focus everything on the created thing. We want something to give us security in this life, whether it be a person or an object or financial security. We want something other than God to help us to be secure, and it never works. Nothing can ever last. We may think that it has, but in the end, we will become empty and despondent because we sought after something we shouldn't have had. We want to possess what we shouldn't have possessed. 
because we have forgotten God as our only point of security. After, when you look out in the world, think of, well, once again, think of that poem by Joseph Mary Plunkett. I see his blood upon the rose, you know. His crown of thorns entwines with every thorn, his crosses every tree, and so on. We see God everywhere. But what do you want to hold on to the created thing rather than God? And again, that always leaves us empty, however beautiful that person or thing might be. Today's gospel is about this. Our Lord speaks about a rich man. But first, when you read this, you would think, this sounds pretty reasonable. A good harvest is a good thing. And if you're going to have a bountiful harvest, you have to have some place to put it. So why not tear down the you know, barns and build larger ones? It makes sense to me. You need to do that. Because most, as human beings, we need a sufficiency of this world's goods to exist normally. Sometimes we even have more. And we use them as God has given them to us to be used. So what's wrong with this man in this parable? Well, we can see what's wrong. His whole focus, his whole, all of his security is on his possessions, his bountiful harvest. What does he say? Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. That's what he thinks his security is all about. And of course God then has something to say. You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? You see, all the beautiful things in this life only have meaning and balance once God is the center of our security. Look at the mystics, uh, the great saints. They appreciated nature, a flower, more than we do because God was the center of their life. Therefore, they could appreciate everything as, as it was meant to be appreciated, not for its own sake, but for the sake of God. They could really enjoy the beauty of creation. And the more we see God as the center of our security, so can we. Now, the opposite of the rich man in this parable is Job. This rich man had everything. Job did too, and everything's taken away from Job. Everything. His children, all of his flocks, uh, everything's taken away. And finally, God says to Satan, you may touch his body, but you may not touch his soul. So he's left stricken with illnesses, with boils, He's left only with Mrs. Job, and she only makes his life more miserable by heckling him. Uh, curse God and die, but he won't. He may curse the day he was born, but he will not curse God. And then his friends come as he sits there in his misery with nothing. Three of them. And they try to console him, and they confront him, explaining why this has happened. And Job sits there and wishes he'd never come out of the womb. And then God appears. Now, if God were a Hollywood producer or screenwriter, he would have answered all of their questions and made the answers click. But God doesn't do that. God asks questions. Where were you when I made the world? Where were you when I said to the sea, your proud waves can come this far and no further? Have you ever walked in the abyss? Where is the origin of snow and ice? Where do the winds come from? Where is the hiding place of darkness? And in the end, God's questions are much more effective than man's answers. Because Job trusted in God. 
And then he says to, the, to Job, offer some sacrifices for those men and for their silly ideas. Offer some sacrifices. So you and I then have got to be, rethink our lives in that sense. And so we come now to this. Think of it. The material world is so beautiful, and so are we as creatures, that God not only came into the world, he took our nature, a human nature, a material nature too, matter and spirit, and was born into the world. So he raised all of this creation up into something that hadn't been before the fall even. All of creation now is something much greater, and we must see it in that context as, again, a reflection of God who gives these things to us that we might understand that, that we might know him better. And therefore, we find in him our security, and everything here now is something that fits into our lives as it ought to fit, not possessed instead of God, but rather enjoyed because it is of God. How wonderful to be able to abandon all things in that sense. Now, uh, we then have got to rethink our own lives in that sense, as I said, might be good to go back and reread The Hound of Heaven. I mentioned that before. I'm not going to quote the whole poem to you. might be a good idea to do that. Remember, when Francis Thompson wrote it, he wrote about himself. Here's a man who's trying to find security in everything except God. He's running from God. He tries to find security in human beings, in human love, in sensuality, in nature, in everything he can... But none of it works. None of it satisfies him. None of it makes him feel secure. They all betray him in one way or another. But there's there's a voice that keeps following him, too, throughout the poem, reminding him, All things betray thee who betrayest me. Naught shelters thee who wilt not shelter me. Naught contents thee who contents not me. Though all things fly thee, for thou fliest me. Again, the more we run from God to find things, the less we find security. Until in the end, the poet just gives up and stops running. And lets God catch him. And the last verse of that is quite beautiful halts by me that footfall. Is my gloom, after all, shade of his hand, outstretched caressingly? Ah, fondest, blindest, weakest, I am he whom thou seekest. Thou dravest love from thee who dravest me. In other words, you drive love from yourself if you drive me away. So we then come here to be with the one person who matters. Our security is here and will become here too. That's where we find everything that matters and everything else in life will be in perspective if it's seen in the light of what we do here. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, her members will always find their security in God alone. We pray in particular for the church suffering in the Middle East, for the freedom of the church in our own country. We pray to the Lord.
for all nations of the world, that they will uh, not focus on simply material things, but in particular will focus on the reality of God. We pray for all those running for public office, that they will be men and women of virtue and wisdom, and for peace, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, for those who are hospitalized or in nursing homes, for those who do not have enough of this world's goods, who are hungry, for those who suffer from spiritual and mental illness, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost peace, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will abandon all things in a radical way for the sake of the kingdom of God here on earth and in heaven, for greater respect for the integrity of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they too will leave all things to more perfectly and courageously proclaim the kingdom of God, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, especially those who have died recently in acts of violence, in particular for the French priest who was murdered, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed For all of us here, we will find our true security only in the Lord and in his church. We may see all things in that light. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Heaven as we sing. (laughs) 